Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon at the early or wherever you get your podcasts elsewhere. My name is Kenny McIntosh, joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin and Finn. It's news, news, news for us to talk about today. There's lots going on. How are you? Lots going on. There's always lots going on and there's probably more than usual going on today or has been in the yes. last two days since we previously communicated. Um, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I would... There's, there's so much to do, but let's talk about the most recent thing, the thing that is, is the most fresh in the minds, and that is that last night on AEW Dynamite, they'd, they had announced that Tony Khan would have a gift for Sting. Yeah. Because obviously he's going to be retiring at uh, Revolution in March, and this, the gift was Ric Flair. And Ric Flair came out on Dynamite last night, obviously got a very big reception from the crowd, and he came out to speak to Sting, obviously they've got such a big history together, uh, and he essentially said during the appearance that he was going to stick around um, and wanted to ride out with Sting until his retirement match in March. So, I mean, we don't know if that means that he is actually going to be around semi-regular, I guess it means it's going to. There's actually been a really fun thing, Christian Cage, who came out and absolutely rinsed Flair, which was just a joy to watch. <laughs> but but um, yeah, this kind of plays into a sort of bigger question. I'm going to ask you in a minute about um, you know, that and the Kenny Omega MGF match announced on Collision uh, for the world title. So obviously, they're trying to make a lot of big moves and get people talking. 
with yeah. the TV deal coming up. What did you make to Flair showing up uh, last night? Yeah, I thought Flair uh, came across well on the mic. I mean, many times in recent history when he's done promos in WWE, he's been you know, incoherent. It's been very hard to understand him, but I thought he really slowed it down and he was totally intelligible on last night's show. And it's genuine. Uh, Sting just basically thinks that he owes much of his career to Ric Flair and what Flair did for him, particularly the first Clash of the Champions event and the Great American Bash 1990, uh, where Flair dropped the NWA WCW world title to Sting in the main event of the show. So it's genuine. You know, Sting's appreciation and gratitude and respect and even reverence for Ric Flair is all authentic. He absolutely, you know, you know, basically <laughs> worships the ground that Ric Flair walks on, you know, in terms of what he did for his career. So I think that's a nice touch. I don't want to see Ric Flair every week. I mean, to me, he should be making an appearance about, you know, once a month tops, maybe once every two months. Um, you know, the idea of him being around with Sting week to week or, you know, every other week. I just don't think that's necessary, Kenny. And I don't, I think Flair will outstay his welcome because he'll want to be involved in things that he's not really capable of doing anymore. And also it just takes the spotlight away from Sting because Flair's <laughs> there. And like Flair obviously was very famous for that. You know, it's all about me, Rick, you know. <laughs> so I don't want to see Rick. To be honest with you, I'd rather just see, you know, Rick maybe make an appearance in like late November then maybe make an appearance in January and then one more appearance before the pay-per-view and then an appearance at the pay-per-view during the retirement match. But that should be it. What what do you think, Kenny? I understand why Tony Khan's done it because you do want to get people talking when your deal's coming up. Uh, I thought he did look... I mean, he he came across well. I agree with you. I think in some ways, and I know you're going to just like throw things at me when I say this, in some ways I feel a bit sorry for him which I know I shouldn't, but, you know, he had that last match last year. It was an unmitigated disaster. And you can tell that he really, he really wanted to go out on something he could be happy with. Yeah. And obviously he didn't. So I think he's here partly to trying to raise that. And the issue is the older that you get, you're you're not really going to be able to, I imagine if you're Ric Flair, that the the lure of of being Ric Flair is quite hard to, to, Resist. You know, resist, yeah, hard to resist. So, you know, him being here, he's you know, is he going to think, well, you know, I could maybe do a six man, I could, you know, I could do something, I could, I could yeah. get involved in something, and that's the danger. Is that is he gonna have the clarity and the self-awareness to not do that? I don't know. But I think well, that sorry. he knows that Tony Khan's weak. So if pressure is applied, Tony Khan will break, he will crack. He will relent. He will comply with Ric Flair's wish. Yes, I'll book you in a match. You know, this is going to be huge. It's going to draw a million viewers on Dynamite. Or we can, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to turn the numbers around for Collision. And uh, it would not surprise me at all if Flair were to suggest this and Tony Khan were to agree to it. And no one, no one, I can't believe it, anyone apart from Ric Flair wants to see Ric Flair in the ring again. I mean, say you say you did, and, and this is you know we're just talking crazy stuff now. But say say you did do a six man tag, 
Yeah. Or an eight man tag with Flair, Sting, Darby, somebody else against, you know, I mean, maybe Edge would be the other one against Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, Christian Cage, get, give them somebody else. The issue is, is that you're rolling a dice and, and you don't know how it's going to play out. Because if he did two things in the ring, maybe, you know, the, the gods would shine down on him and the two things would look okay and he would come out of it okay. But the odds of that happening are so small. Because, you know, you look at last year, he basically said he got injured when he was training for the match. So, and obviously you would because you're in your 70s and you're trying... It's like Luthez, remember Luthez famously had a match in, 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 his, in his 70s, I think yes, in the 90s. Yes, Yeah, Mazzaro Chono, yeah. Yeah, and he, and I've not, I've not seen it, but by all accounts, it was a respectable performance. It was, some- yeah, it was okay, yeah, and it was a short match. And, um, you know, but afterwards, I remember writing about this in the, in the magazine. Mm-hmm. In his autobiography, um, Luthez was like, I should not have been in the ring. I embarrassed myself. I apologised to Masahiro Chono. I apologised to the co-. You know, he was very apologetic because he felt like he brought the business into disrepute. And that's absolutely, you know, what Ric Flair did in his last match last year, because the match lasted too damn long and he was in it far too much. And Flair's ego will, he will demand more ring time, demand more of it. So, and the thing is also, you've got to look at what you're trying to achieve here. This should be all about Sting, not Ric Flair. Flair's had his run. He's had his day in the sun, you know, and this is now all about Sting and letting him have his moment before he bows out in March. And I believe that this will be Sting's last match. I mean, and so it should be. It's time for him to go, you know. And uh, But the idea of Flair getting in the ring, it's then going to overshadow Sting and the younger people in the ring because it'll be Flair wanting another turn in the spotlight. And he's had his time. And this is the problem. You know, when you bring all these old timers in and there's a lot of them right now in AEW and they just end up getting in the way. They get end up getting in the way of what you're trying to do, which is build and enhance new stars. Yeah, I can't disagree with it. I mean, I don't think I don't think if Flair was going to do something, that would be the revolution match. Like, I mean, God, please don't let that be the case. But I, but I guess to my bigger question, try and ignore anything pre to anything pre this week. Right, the AEW have either done well or not done well. Do you think if the TV deal is up at the end of the year, or or they're going to have to make the deal at the end of this year for whatever they're going to get, is doing stuff like bringing Flair out who's a name, making MJF and Omega for Collision to try and get the ratings to to you know because Collision this past weekend did five hundred eighteen thousand viewers, which wasn't bad compared to what it's done when it's up against a PLE, but. Are, is Tony Khan doing the right things to try and get the numbers up and try and get more interest? Or do you think he should be doing something else at this point to try and, you know, get get things a bit hotter? No, I understand why he's doing it. I mean, you know, nostalgia acts do have, you know, they, you know, they, they are very valuable, usually for one night or maybe two. You know, those those are the nostalgia act rules, um, which is, you know, the reason why Ric Flair should not be on TV every week or every other week. Or even, you know, every every three weeks, you know, because he's, you know, the appeal will rapidly diminish, rapidly wane. Um, so, yeah, I understand why he's doing it. And, yeah, it does make sense because, as you say, the deal's coming up and he wants to show the 
TV execs that he's got a plan. They probably won't really understand what's going on. They'll just sort of see, oh, the numbers are going up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, things are down. But, oh, look at that. Things are improving. Um, so I do get it. Um, I do understand why he's doing it. And I think it is the the right move. Uh, but I would just caution him against, you know, overdoing it with the, with the old timers. You know, I mean, when Flair came back in 2010, in TNA, people were like, oh, my God. And here we are with us nearly 14 years later, and he's back again. You know, and like Christian Cage and Ed and Adam Copeland are both all over AEW TV. And they're, what are they both? I think it's Edge. I think Copeland's now 50. They're both close to 50 anyway, aren't they? If not 50 already. And you've just got to say, well, you know, don't overdo it on the old timers. Yeah, Copeland's Copeland is forty nine. He turns fifty this week. This week, or okay. next next week, October thirtieth, turns fifty on Monday. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, these guys. Uh, I mean, okay, the, you know, I think Christian's an amazing character. I've really enjoyed him. I can't believe he gets away with doing the things that he does. But as I wrote in the latest issue of Inside the Ropes magazine, which is on sale now, you know, I think this is you know the way the reason he gets away with it is because he's got such a you know, biting sense of humor. And, um, you know, there's, we all know that he's kind of kidding when he says these awful things. And that's why he gets away with making these comments about people who are no longer with us. Uh, but yeah, I do get the, you know, I get the, the reason why Tony Khan is doing these things to try and bump up the ratings at this critical time in negotiations for a TV deal. I do get why he's doing it. And if it's just a short term thing, that's fine. Uh, but if this is going to be a permanent uh, shift in, you know, policy or formatting, then it's a big problem. And it's going to result in, you know, we're going to end up like WCW in like 99, 2000, where the younger people are just going to say, we can't get a look in. You know, we can't reach the top of the card because it's controlled by all these old timers and we're better off in WWE. So, I mean, look at Lexis King. Look at that debut this week on Halloween Havoc Night 1. I mean, that one match was better than everything he did in AEW combined. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think I, I understand. I'm, I'm with you. I understand why he's doing all this stuff. And I think Omega and MGF actually is a, a great match to put on Collision. I think it's a, it's a big match. And we'll see We'll see what, what that brings. But I think the, the difficulty is... When you're not hot anymore as a promotion, it's very difficult to become hot again when the the main promotion is hot. Because that's one of the things when in like 2019, 2020, even into 2021, WWE wasn't amazing. It was there was good parts, but it, they weren't really hot or anything. No. So AEW kind of had that to contend with, and they were the alternative. And you know they brought in Punk and they did all their stuff, and they were. I know they were, there was a lot of talent coming in. You know, yeah. it was like. Almost, what was it, every month, some big name would debut. And it's like, oh, wow, he's going to show up this week. Yeah. And it did feel like, you know, the traffic was going from WWE to AEW. And it was, you know, the message, you know, the mood and the atmosphere, the climate was that, oh, AEW is the in place to be for wrestlers. This is where yeah. the talent want to be, because this is a company that's very much on the rise. So that was that was really the... Um, the thought process at the time, I think, a lot among a lot of wrestling fans, wasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And then I think the problem was in twenty twenty two, WWE started getting hotter, and then 
AEW with a lot of these people they were bringing in. You know, like Keith Lee, I remember Keith Lee debuted in AEW, and it was all oh, great. You know, this guy wasn't really given as, as good a shake of his stick in WWE as we'd hoped that he would at points. So, yeah. you know, he's in AEW, that, you know, that would be good. Let's see. But the problem was there's so many people that he just never really got a look in. I think also he had his health issues and stuff. But I think there's numerous people who you kind of think they didn't do with them what people had hoped that they'd done. So now they're at a point down the line where they've got to try and get things hotter to get this yeah. TV deal. So it's it's not a, a place I envy Tony Khan being in, but you know, part of that is his actions. You know, is that some of the stuff he's done is, is got him to where he is. And, yeah. Is yeah. I mean, what he needs to do is calm down because he's, there's no budgetary problems. It's no. not, this isn't ECW in 99 or 2000 where they struggling to pay the talent. You know, what he needs to do is just calm down and he needs to just start building and he needs to start working out who his top guys are going to be, top women are going to be, uh, next year and the year after and just start that slow process of, of building them into top people. I mean, yeah. that's what NXT did two years ago. And lots of people mocked them for going to NXT 2.0 and pushing all these young acts. And those young acts, or at least some of them at least, now are big deals and are ready to go to the main roster. And it's been this long-term investment and at first, people were like, oh, it's not as good as it used to be. Oh, I'm not into this character. But if the character gets over and the character is new and interesting, I'll tell you a character that they're trying with, Sky Blue, it just turned her heel, hadn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, I think she's got a real edge to her. And I think she's improved a lot in the ring. Uh, she's a really good-looking woman. And I think she's got a real air of menace. Now, this is somebody I'm really pleased that they're doing what they're doing with her. And I think she she could be, you know, like the top person in the women's division this time next year if she continues her growth. The worry, of course, is that WWE may sign her because yeah. I think she's somebody that they would probably hire because she has improved a lot. Is very good looking. And that's obviously something they go for. Um, so, you know, if I was Tony Khan, I would be wanting to get a, a contract extended if that should be something he's working on as a matter of urgency because she's somebody who can be a big star in that company. Um, I think the women's division generally, you know, is a bit of a shambles, but as she is a shining light there and she's somebody who they could build that division around potentially. So that's the point is that you want to try and concentrate on building new acts like WWE or NXT did two years ago with 2.0. And everyone's like, well, it's a joke, this company can't take any of it seriously. Well, you can now because so many of those people who they invested time in, you know, it's paid off and they're much bigger stars than they were two years ago. You know, I mean, look at this breakout tournament, Lola Vice. She's in the final, um, you know, predicted a while ago that she was going to be huge and she's going to be an NXT women's champion next year. And, you know, she's got huge sex appeal, which, you mm-hmm. know, is very, very important. People are talking about this. Yeah, exactly. She's obviously tremendously flashy in the ring. She seems to have picked it up so well. Her kicks look amazing. She's got a totally original style. Um, but that's a huge part of it. She's very good looking. And this is something no one talks about anymore. Oh, we can't say that. That's sexist. <laughs> well, this is a big part of the appeal of, you know, people in, you know, the entertainment industry, the way they look. It's just yeah. that simple. Um, and I think Sky Blue is, I don't think she's as good as Lola Vice. But I think she's got a hell of a lot better than she was. And I think she can be a major deal in AEW. Tony, 
get her signed, otherwise she'll be going to WWE. Yeah, but the the other thing is, and I'm not trying to put the boots into Tony Khan here at all, but I think something that is a valid thing to bring up is obviously he's been very critical in recent times with Vince McMahon's allegations and stuff, which, you know, I don't blame him. You know, you you should absolutely feel free to throw shade at Vince McMahon some of the allegations that he's had over the years, the women he's paid off, etc., etc. But you can't really go after him and then hire Ric Flair. Well, exactly. You know, that's. I think that's just something that is worth saying. That once you do that, it's like you're just opening yourself up to criticism, aren't you? Yeah, it's and open thing- goal. You're creating an open goal for your for your opponents, aren't you? Yeah, and that's why you know you and I, for example, you, you and I, there's certain people or things that we might not say on air that we think because we know that if we do, we then kind of have to say this stuff about everybody. You know, and then half of our podcast could be taken up with, well, you know, and you have to, if you're going to, if you're thinking about hiring somebody like Ric Flair, don't comment on Vince McMahon's transgressions because you're just going to look silly when yeah. you then hire someone who's also got allegations against them. Um, so let's move on to just a quick one. Endeavour are apparently going to be holding, uh, they're, they're going to be, What's what's the, the the word they were they were saying? Hold on a second. Uh, Endeavor TKO. There was a, a word that they said yesterday. Oh yeah, review of strategic options. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday they... review of strategic options. Oh yeah, I love these American phrases. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's like years ago when you used to buy the American wrestling magazines and they have all these fancy job titles for all the people there. It's like wow. Executive editor, what's that? <laughs> Managing <laughs> editor, it's like, well, Finley Martin, you know, you can call me a tea boy, you know, that's good enough for me. I'm not going about your title, you know, you know, it's cleaner, that's fine, you know. <laughs> but the uh, this, this is the this is the set, this is the I mean, talk about this for buzzwords. Here's what Ari Emanuel said Given the continued dislocation between Endeavor's public market value and the intrinsic value of Endeavor's underlying assets, we believe an evaluation of, sh- of strategic alternatives is a prudent approach to ensure we are maximizing value for our shareholders. So, I mean, what that does say, if you can read between the, the shit tons of jargon that's in there, we it, want more money. <laughs> we want more money. We want the stock to go back up. But, I mean, this does mean. That you know, UFC, WWE, they are going to be looking at money they're spending. So, if there's people in WWE on big money contracts who are not featured that often, or you know, you may, I, I saw somebody say that because there was another thing about contracts coming up soon, and the idea that like legends contracts are not going to kind of be renewed in the way that they were before. So you get people maybe like Bret Hart, uh, Mick Foley, Kevin Nash. Who you know, their if their contracts end soon, um, I should have had this to hand because um, there's there's current roster talent who whose contracts are expiring and they've not been approached about new deals yet. That's one of the things. Yeah, and then there's also these legends who you know, well, well, it might seem like well, you know, are they really paying Bret Hart that much money? Well, they're paying him enough money to not appear in AEW. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, he's pretty I mean, You know, it's like, what's Bret Hart really going to, what value is he really going to add to AEW? Well, you know, 100%. You know but I think it more means now that, like, before he was kept to not do that. But now it may be a case of, well, you know, we're just we're just gonna let let him go. And I mean I guess it depends how much merch Bret Hart still sells for them. I'm sure he mm. does sell some. I, you know, Kevin then Kevin Nash is part of the NWO. So the legends might be okay, but do you think that this strategic <laughs> strategic <laughs> overhaul what the fuck it's called is gonna have any implications in WWE? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm sure the more people will be caught. I mean, let's face it, there's quite a lot of members of the talent roster that are not really contributing anything and are probably not going to. So I can see, you know, the carrying crosses of this world. Although I've got to say, Scarlet was great on Halloween Havoc this mm-hmm. week. You know, this is what happens. I was thinking about this. You, 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 you know, you remove Scarlet from the side of carrying cross. <laughs> and you've got a character, you know, you've got a talent that people are interested in. I mean, I guess they come as a package, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun on Halloween Havoc. I mean, what a big budget show that looked like. Night one this week, great graphics and props and costumes. Oh, it looked tremendous. Um, but yeah, there's there's people that I was surprised they didn't let go and they had that big clear out. When was it? Was it earlier this month? No, last month, wasn't it? Was it last month, last I think. Yeah, last I think month. It was, yeah, I think it was last month. Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of people that they didn't go that I thought would. And yeah, if I was working there, I would be worried right now. I mean, I think a lot of this share price and everything can be remedied by, you know, a really big deal for Raw and NXT, a big TV deal. And I think once that's negotiated, and the fact that they haven't announced it yet is, you know, probably, you know, worrying sign for investors who are thinking like, well, why has this not been announced yet? We're now nearly in November, and um, SmackDown's been announced. They've received a you know substantial increase in media rights fees. I mean, what's going on with Raw and NXT? Um, you know, the stations, um, you know, streaming services or wherever it's going to end up. Are they just not willing to pay for for Raw and NXT? So I, I think that could be the thing that is um, concerning investors. Maybe that's the reason why share price or stock price is down slightly, Kenny. Yeah, because no, we talked about it at the time, didn't we? Like Raw was always seen as the flagship show, even though SmackDown's been number one since 2019. Um, Raw was always seen as the top show, and the fact that that hasn't been sewn up yet, I think, might be alarming investors somewhat. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's I, I, it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of keep an eye on, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, saving I'm, a few. I mean, saving a few million million dollars on talent what's the difference is that really going to make i mean when you actually put it into perspective how much even if the deal's not going that well they're still going to get so much money for raw and nxt i mean it's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars a year isn't it yeah it's hundreds of millions of dollars a year so you're saving a few million on 
you know, sacking Karrion Cross or um, Ced- Cedric Alexander. He's still there, isn't he? Or Apollo Crews. Yeah, Apollo Crews. I thought might go. They're both still there, I believe. Yeah, Apollo Crews definitely is. Cedric Alexander, is he still there? I, I think he like... was on Raw the other week, wasn't he? Yes, he is still there. So Yeah, I mean, they were two people that I thought they are done for, and they're still there, you know, good for them. Um, but, I mean, when you think of how much money they're going to save, say they're, say they're going to save $15 million right. and getting rid of, like, you know, 20 talents. I mean, in the overall scheme of things, it's not much money, is it? No, I mean it's 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 just a you know a drop in in the swimming pool. So I don't know. Like, just need, to me, it's that TV deal. They need to get that one sorted out. The the uh, amount of money that they've been paid announced, and I think that will calm things down. Yeah, I mean, I feel with USA Network. I know that USA Network in the states they're now in less homes than they used to be, and I think that. Raw pretty much props them up at the moment, right? But I imagine what's happened is they've gone okay. So at the moment we have Raw and NXT. If we want to try and renew those, th- the money for that's going to go up. Whereas if we just bid on SmackDown, a big offering for that is just two hours. That we've yeah. got to get. So rather than three or five, they can go for two, and arguably getting the the A show because you know Smack. I mean SmackDown is getting amazing ratings for Fox. Really, really good, but Fox are don't think it's worth keeping. So, is it is an interesting landscape in TV yeah. in America? I don't understand enough of it to to go into real detail about it, but it does seem like you know there, there's something there in the fact that this show does monster numbers for you. It's number one on the night most weeks. Yeah, and they're not looking to resign it. Yeah, well, I think they wanted it, but USA was willing to pay more. Well, yeah, I think that the issue was Fox were not willing to pay more for it than than they they pay now, but they wanted to pay. And I because isn't another thing as well that with with advertisers you don't get as high ad rates on wrestling, yes, as you do on other shows. So Correct. that is that will be it. That will be the crux of it. So and you know you see from the ads, it's nearly it's it's nearly all bloody fast food, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know when you watch, it's like God, that's another fast food commercial. <laughs> It's like, no, we stop advertising, fast, start advertising, you know, something that's not fast food. It is funny because, you know, we, we there's a lot of fast food in the UK, right? We have a lot of fast food. Right, here. there is. But at the same time, if you go to America, right? I, like, I don't know if you found this last time, and you don't really eat fast food that much. So, But if you if you go out for dinner in America, right, and you have a nice dinner and you go back to your hotel, and you say, I'll just stick the TV on for a while, and you're just bombarded with these, like, pizza and burger ads, but you feel, you already feel full, because the portions are so big. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God, I can't watch another advert. Whereas I don't feel over here that we have as many, anywhere near as many fast food adverts as they do in the US. But No, but we yeah. still do have a lot. And I think that's, I think they actually have a change the advertising. I think they're actually trying to clamp down on the number of adverts for it, you know, because of the effect it has on people uh, if they eat too much fast food. But yeah, this is definitely a thing that America has exported to us. I remember the you know first time I went to the states, I was just astounded by the amount of fast food places there were. And '96 was the first time I went to the states, and there wasn't you know the fast food ex you know it hadn't arrived yet in the UK. We had chip shops, burger places, and maybe you know the old pizzeria. But I mean, it's not like now, is it? Where it's just like it's just 
Lancaster, where I live, the amount of fast food places in Lancaster is unbelievable. And obviously they wouldn't exist if people weren't buying you know, the food from them. It's that simple, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, in America, I mean, I know this is tangent, so I'll, I'll stop after this, but it's, in America, they obviously, America is quite expensive to live in, given the healthcare and all that stuff that you get. But they have some deals on like fast food. You go, you'd never have that over here. Like, it'd be like, you know, get a get a 16 inch large pizza for $8. You would never get that here. You know, it's, it's, you might get buy one, get one free, get one free or get one half price, or whatever. But I mean, they have, I think in America, they have crazy cheap deals. So, some people probably just that's that's what they can afford. Anyway, um, last two stories to send us off into the sunset. The first one is WWE have announced the Bash in Berlin will be taking place on the thirty first of August, twenty twenty four. It will be taking place at the Mercedes Benz Arena in Berlin. First time ever that Germany has had a, a proper PLE pay per view show. Obviously, they've had yeah. specials in the past, but what do you make of this announcement? And what do you make of Germany getting this pay-per-view? They've been a big market for WWE for decades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, huge market during Bret Hart's heyday. You know, he was a huge deal there back in like 94, 95. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they've had a, obviously had a presence there for, um, you know, over three decades. Um, all I can say is that Berlin's obviously dug deep. A deal has been done and, um, you know, they've offered WWE, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming um, that the people who run Berlin and the tourism, local tourism board, have cut a deal with WWE um, for this event. And, um, you know, someone wrote my um, Facebook wall, how is it that Berlin or uh, Germany is receiving a premium live event before Ireland? Which is a fair point, you know, with Becky Lynch and Seamus and Finn Balor and now J.D. McDonough. You think, oh, yeah, Ireland's the place for a big show. And I think a big show would do terrific in Ireland. We've talked about this before, written about this before. But if Ireland isn't coming up with the money, then WWE is not bringing its big show to Ireland. It's going to take it to the country um, that's willing to pay them. It's that simple, isn't it? So yeah. um, I, I, think it'll do well. I think it'll do well. It's obviously, I mean, we know that Gunter's actually from Austria. He's not from Germany, different country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he's going to, he's got that long history there in Germany. He started, you know, he wrestled in Germany a lot when he uh, first uh, began his career. Um, obviously Ludwig Kaiser as well. He's from, you know, that area as well. So I think Gunter's going to play a big part in the show and, um, you know, good for him. And I think the show will do well. I mean, WWE does well basically everywhere it goes now. But yeah, I think it all comes down to, I think a deal has been done and that's the reason they're taking uh, the show there. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously it's a much smaller level, but as someone who promotes, you know, the small shows that I do, it is very expensive to run shows in Ireland. And I know that Irish fans struggle with that because every time we announce a tour, it's, <laughs> we get failed just because we're not coming to Ireland. But Ireland actually have a thing which, on top of regular costs, Ireland have like an, it's kind of like a VAT thing, like an additional thing. That's like a, that basically means whatever money is brought in, you need to pay 10% of that or 12% of that to the Irish government. Oh, wow. Um, and also, 
some shows just don't draw as well over there. So obviously that's kind of the smaller shows, but I would imagine if you're doing bigger shows, and if in Ireland, if Ireland are not putting the money up and they're more expensive to run, and then you get Germany who is is offering up, you know, why would you not go? So exactly. I think it, absolutely, and it, you know, it's got like it's it's a great location for people from. I mean, this place this will sell out almost almost instantly, won't it? This oh, will yeah. sell out exactly. in like a couple of hours. If I'm going to I'm I'm going to go. I've always wanted to go to Berlin, so this is the a reason to go. So. I think I think a lot of people from the UK will go to it. I think that'll be, you know, yeah, think- yeah. Berlin's great. I went there for my fortieth birthday, so um, you know, it's it's a really fabulous place to visit. It's um, so much so much to see there, and um, I'd love to go back. I won't be going to this show, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, I, I think yeah, I think it's really good for people in that part of the world. Uh, I hope at least for those who will be able to afford the tickets, because I imagine the tickets will be very expensive. Yeah, because they just are, aren't they? The WWE yeah. events. Um, but yeah, so that, that's that's going to be happening Saturday, thirty first of August next year. Uh, I think you can go and register register interest in tickets, so there will be something going on there. Also, yeah, free sale you can sign up to. People probably already have. If you haven't done it yet. I mean, you just need to get on with it because, you know, it's it's like in a is it about seventeen thousand seat venue? I think it is, isn't it? Yes. So, so I'm I'm kind of surprised they're not playing a stadium because I think they did fill a stadium. Yeah, I think they would. Um, there was also a report from Fightful that Fightful were saying that there's also a a, a fairly strong rumor that next year's backlash. Which will take place about a month after WrestleMania will be in Paris. Oh wow, Paris, France! So numerous European shows next year, as well as you know the UK tours and Is Saudi the Australia Australia show as well in Elimination Chamber. Yep, Elimination Chamber in February. So I think it's great they're going to all these different places because you know we've seen it this year from Puerto Rico and places that don't use, or in London, in Money in the Bank, places that don't get these kind of shows a lot are so, the crowd are so good, that it just makes the show, it would make an average show good. So when you've actually got a good show, it just makes it all that that much better. So, Oh, I I couldn't agree more. I think think it's really good, you know, and and the thing is, it's a a reward for fans in that area, isn't it? It's like you've supported us, you know, for decades, now we're bringing this big show to you. And it's like, well, you're going to have to pay a huge amount of money for tickets. But, I mean, that's the way it is now. And people, you know what? People don't have to go, you know? If you can't afford it, then don't buy the tickets. It's that simple, isn't it? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's big for WWE to have these two big shows. It's big for European fans. So, happy days. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, the, the Berlin show is going to be one week after All In next year. I think All In 24 is the weekend before. It's going to be on Sunday the 25th of August. Yes. So, so they'll be All In that weekend and then Bash in Berlin the following weekend. Yeah, so. I mean, that's huge for Europe. You know, I mean, just it's just fantastic when you think about it. It's just like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, just shows you how important Europe is to American wrestling. And long may, long may that continue, Kenny. Yeah, that's great. So, 
Yeah, let, and that's all the time we've got for just now. We're going to be recording the Power Slam overrun shortly, where we're going to go go over the last issue of Power Slam, issue two, three, seven. So get your hankies out, everybody. We'll be uh, discussing that in in, in depth. But uh, yeah, thank you for all your support as always. And when we're back next week. We'll have you know more chat. We'll be talking about the contract signing with Ellie Knight and Roman Reigns that we talked about. And what's going down has been a pretty big, you know, test for Ellie Knight. Yes. Yeah, he does with that. Huge and... test. You know, we wish you all the best, LA Knight. You better bring it. Don't sound, try not to sound too much like Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you go. There's, there's the two things. Bring it. Don't sound like Steve Austin. Well, I, ironically, bring it was one of the catchphrases. The other guy, you meant imitate. <laughs> but... That's it. Yeah, let's not talk about The Rock after the uh, Adam Copeland and Ricky Starks episode oh, on God. the uh, October 14th collision. Wow. <laughs> Oh, not good, not good. Uh, okay, so yeah, we will speak to you soon, everybody. Uh, do go check us out on Patreon for more podcasts, patreon.com forward slash Inside the Ropes. We do uh, an overrun, look at old issues of Power Slam. Sandra and I review Dynamite. Robert and I review Collision. We do retro pay-per-view reviews, retro weekly reviews of the shows Ron Smackdown from 20 years ago. There's stuff goes up every day, so do go check it out. Check out our six-year anniversary special that's up with uh, the first Raw Masawa Kawada and the Dibiase Flair Murdoch angle. Lots of stuff. So, yeah, thank you for all your support, and we'll talk to you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.